Welcome back to the Pop of the Man podcast. I'm your host, Jay. With me today, I have my always loyal co-host, Cord. Tell me how you feeling, Cord. Not good. How you been? But I'm fighting <laughs> through it. I'm a soldier. I'm fighting through it. And let me tell you this. I ain't even got nothing to say. I'm hurt. One day at a time, Cord. One day at a time. I can't I can't fight through it. I'm not strong. Bojack Horseman ways. I can't uh, take this no more. Why, why wait chaos is a ladder. Hey man, chaos is a ladder, but I wasn't supposed to be the one to slip. This ain't hot. Mm. You hate to see it. Also with us today, we got my main man, Delon. What's up, Delon? Assalamu alaikum, brother Jordan. Here to smoke on pack. Shout out to Bronny James. Shout uh, out to Bronny James. Man, we have the number one Suns fan in the nation, also the best dressed member of the Pop of the Bad <laughs> podcast. We got Cam with us today. What's up, Cam? Hey. Y'all already know what it is. Rocking the suits, thought y'all want to see me look nice. So here we go. And you know what we do. We give you our takes on basketball, music, everything in between. This is episode 111. If you're watching this on podcast services, know that you can watch it on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Know that you can listen to it on any streaming service available for podcasting. Uh, if you want a t-shirt, a Pop of the Man t-shirt, which nobody's wearing today. We've been wearing one almost every episode. But if you want a Pop of the Man t-shirt, Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Demand. DM us and tell us what shirt size you want, what color you want, and give us your um, billing address, and we'll hook you up with a Pop of the Mad t-shirt. Uh, but other than that, there's no announcements, so let's just, let's just get right into the show. But you should lead off with a music topic to get us going, but I, I, I just want to go ahead and get this out the way. I want to go ahead and talk about the Los Angeles Clippers and their implosion this week the Clippers all year long the Clippers have been talked up as being the title favorites they have been hyped up to be the team to beat the team that was going to take down the Los Angeles Lakers in a battle of LA the two teams those two teams have been the Los Angeles Clippers Los Angeles Lakers have been hyped up to be the two teams in the Western Conference Finals all year long the Lakers made quick work of the Rockets and got there in five while the Clippers were up 3-1 against the Nuggets. And it seems it seemed we were gonna get this fairy tale Western Conference Finals game that we had all that we had been waiting for. Now, but unfortunately, last night it was not the Clippers and Lakers that played in the Western Conference Finals. It was the Lakers versus the Nuggets. The Clippers blew a 3-1 lead to Jamal Murray and Jokic. After after blowing, I believe, a 17-point lead in the third quarter of Game 5, a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. No, it was a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter of Game 5, a 17-point lead in the third quarter of Game 6, mm. and then blowing a 12-point lead in Game 7. The Clippers were eliminated. Uh, they've had like a seven-minute stretch in Game 7 where neither of them scored. Paul George and Kawhi combined for 24 points together. Jamal Murray erupted for 40 points in Game 7, sent them home. They are at home. The title favorites, the finals MVP, are at the crib. Core, tell me, how did you feel? How are you feeling? How are you coping? Well, before before we go to Core, before we go to Core, um, Cam and I being some great friends, we wanted to take this moment. We wanted to take this moment. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we want to take a moment uh, to 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 pay our respects from from two 
teams who are at the bottom looking in, on the outside looking in, we outside the club, we can't get in. Um, we we know what it's like to be sitting on the couch at home to 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 be to be thrust from your opportunity to championship aspirations. Now now we just wanted to have a little bit of a eulogy, a little bit of a funeral moment for you, because um, mm-hmm. you know we care, we understand. Um, I, I do think it's important that we take into account that this wasn't a this wasn't a victimless crime. This wasn't a silent death. Um, was it bubble basketball that got the best of the Clippers, who were, were on such a hot streak, finally gelling together before um, the coronavirus came? Um, was it was it was it just a terrible matchup, Jamal Murray, uh, that guy this playoffs man? Did you know just coming from behind three one three one? You know he he can't be stopped right now except by the Lakers, who are kind of stopping him a little bit. Um, but you know, I think it's really important to to stress it. The culprits might be an inside job. Is it, mm. is it Doc Rivers' coach that just can't seem to make adjustments? That just this seems to be so so stagnant in his game planning. Is it is it is it is it is it Paul George who has been? We haven't seen him in three weeks except for a game or two. Um, I just I I wanted to give y'all the opportunity um, not to lead the topic, Jordan Core. Like I know y'all want to do. Just sit back. Um, Cam, do you have any any words on the the death of the Clippers? What well, gentlemen? We're gathered here today. <laughs> now, <laughs> gentlemen, as I said, oh, we're gathered here today this. not to not to mourn. Mm. We are gathered here today to celebrate the home going home going mm. of the title favorites, as Jordan said, the Los Angeles Clippers. You know? Uh they had a long road. It was a you know, it was a life that was started with a lot of potential and a lot of a lot of favorites, you know. We just we look back and it's like, you know, these guys, they got everything. Four perimeter defenders. They got somebody who can stop LeBron. They got somebody who can stop, you know, everybody on the perimeter. They may not be able to stop A D, but if they can stop LeBron and A D can't be as effective. You know, uh and we you know, before the season started, I'm hearing, you know, LeBron is the best player in the world anymore. Kawhi is, you know. Paul George, second best, I mean, the best number two in the NBA, you know. I'm hearing a lot of talking, and it's just, you know, it's really sad to see people go like this. So, DeLon, I won't hold you guys too long. I just have a few things that I want to leave here for the family and for the friends. And for one, we have lemon pepper wings. Ah! We got lemon pepper. (laughs) Did y'all plan for this? They did for my boy, Lemon Pepper Lou. You know, we know how much you missed him when you were in the bubble. We know how much you missed all the things that you were able to have. So here, I want you to have these. And Jordan, Jordan, Core, y'all are more than welcome to some of this delicious Lemon Pepper and one of these wings. And, you know, I was was gonna bring something for Montrez Harrell, but he just didn't show up. So. I won't hold you guys too much longer. I can't disagree with none of this. <sighs> Cam, I, I, I thank you for the kind words that you had to share. Um, you know, they, they say that sometimes it's the worst situation to bring us all together. Right, um, right. And, and, you know, now that we're finally all in one centralized location due to this, you know, we're all at home on our couch. Um, I, I just really want us to to appreciate 
what this opportunity has given us. Uh, one more time, I want to issue my condolences to Jordan and Cord and formerly yeah. John Quest, former Clippers fan. Um, yeah. Also, uh, uh, shout out to Bo Allen. Shout out to Bo Allen. Um, you know, shout to Bo. listen, man, y'all going to get through it. Y'all yeah. are going to have the same aspirations next year. Um, hey, we'll be in the same place. All right, Jordan, back over here. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so for those who are listening Damn. to the podcast. Oh, yeah, I turned it to a pack. <laughs> oh, God. If you're listening to the podcast and not watching it, please go to YouTube, find us on Pop of the Man podcast, and watch it. Like it. Cam and a lot of dressing all black. I had zero clue. Oh, my God. I should have seen this coming. Oh, that was that was a beautiful memorial service. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it was a tragic loss. But, yeah, the Clippers – they they filled everybody's expectations in a way that I didn't think that they would be capable of with Kawhi Leonard on their team. Y'all heard how I, y'all heard how pessimistic I was when we went up three one. I, I actually we were three two at that point. And I said I'm not watching. Yeah. Game six. I wasn't watching Game Seven. I definitely I did watch Game Six. I definitely didn't watch Game Seven because by the time Game Six happened, I knew exactly what was coming. The Clippers. The weak point for the Clippers I've said all year has been the Clippers bench defense. They have not. When you take Kawhi and PG off the floor and you have guys like Landry Shamit and Lou Wills on the perimeter, guarding the perimeter, and then when they get beat off the dribble, you have Montrez Harrell trying to protect the rim. It's just not – it's a recipe for disaster. Montrez Harrell, I believe, was like a net 60 or a net negative 60 for the entire playoffs. He was like mm-hmm. a – I think uh, Jokic outscored the Clippers by like 50 points with Montrez Harrell on the court. It, it was – it was just, it was devastating. Like, it, like I could see the writing on the wall as every time they blew the lead and the fact that every time they got to the post-conference, every time they got to, like, the post-conference interview with Doc Rivers, he always never really addressed what went, went wrong. He was like, I don't know what went wrong. And it's like, clearly, it's the Montrez Hero versus Joe Kidd that are killing us. It's the lack of plays being ran for Paul George off of screens, which is weird because they ran screens, off ball screens for him all year. It's the fact that they aren't putting... Jokic, who's a terrible pick and roll defender in the pick and roll, and instead, exactly, instead of doing that, they just just take mid, they're taking mid range so. threes. They aren't trying to get to the rim. It's a, it's not playing Zubac enough minutes to match up with um with with um Jokic. The fact that in Game Seven, Zubac only played fourteen minutes and Montrez Harrell played twenty six, mm. 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 only highlights how incompetent Doc Rivers is. In the most important game of the season, he still did not quite understand what was the Clippers' one true weakness, and that was rim protection and rebounding. And instead, he inserted the worst rim protector and the worst rebounder on the team and gave him even more minutes. When he said that, he said some players cannot play more minutes because they're not going to be able to handle more minutes, but I'm going to give it to them. And I – I just knew that meant he was going to give Montrez Hero more minutes and for some odd reason. I just knew it, and he did. I told you today we were done. We were done, man. I don't even think – Jordan. I don't even think – hold on one second. I don't even think Marcus Morris played most of the second half. I don't understand it. I don't understand, I don't understand what Doc's – I don't – I really do not – genuinely do not understand what was going through Doc's head. The Clippers deserve to be at home, not just because of Doc's incompetence, but also because of just the un- – the, the Clippers play without spirit, without heart, in a lot in those collapses. And the game five collapse when Kawhi was willing that team, trying to get them get that win, and he was like, I think he had like thirty three in that game. Nobody else showed up in that fourth quarter. 
Paul George did a yeah. little bit. Six, game six was the same. It was the same thing. It was Paul George and Kawhi. Nobody else showed up. Game seven didn't. I saw, they all looked like they were ready to go home. Yeah. They all looked like they were ready to go home. I'm dis- I am disgusted by their performance, mostly in game five through six. I, I almost can't blame them for game seven. They weren't supposed to be there. Doc put them in that position. But I'm disgusted with their performance for game five and six, throwing up that lead and putting themselves in that position. I'm disgusted with the poor saying that they felt like they were tired having to play a game seven, facing a team that already had to play a game seven already in the playoffs, saying things like that. I'm disgusted with the fact that Doc Rivers will be back next season. I am disgusted with Montrez Harrell's lack of defensive prowess and lack of effort on that end, but always trying to score and pop and um post up on the offensive end. I'm just I'm 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 sick of it all. I'm tired of the core. Would you talk to me, man? How you feeling? Man. Yesterday was terrible, fam. I go to work. They go, oh yeah, COVID. Remember when you said the Clippers go either be in the finals or the Western Conference Finals on your birthday? I was like, yeah, I remember, I remember. But don't worry, you gonna be all right. We go through a little, you know, we, we order some peace. We go through a little party for you. I go in the break room. They got the Laker game playing. Lakers up twenty some. Everybody on the court having fun. They smiling. Ad out you cooking. I I feel. I felt so bad, and it was at that moment I realized I had to do a who's wild, but not for the Clippers, not for Doc Rivers, but for us as the fans. Mm. He was wilding all year for believing in them. Time and time again, Doc Rivers has let us down, Jordan. I remember the year I met you, and you said, this the year we go get it. We going to the Western Conference Finals and we going to the finals. And I remember I went home. The, the year at end, I had went home for the summer. And I texted you and I said, bro, we really finna do it. We are 3-1 on the Rockets. And I remember going to sleep and I woke up because you called me. And you said, fam, we blew it. We done. Josh Smith went crazy. Corey Brewer went crazy. And Doc Rivers then put Chris Paul and Blake Griffin in. At that moment. <laughs> At that moment, at that moment, I should have retired as a Clipper fan. But I stood so I stood strong. I stayed solid, and I said I was gonna hold it down. And six years later, nothing has changed. It's sure, us, nothing. Jordan. We the problem. We don't hold this team accountable, and we will continue to be let down until the ultimate change is made. So I am making a strong decision today. I'm not saying nothing about the Clippers until they make it to the Western Conference Finals. I don't even want to talk about basketball no more, fam. We the one who wilding out here because we believe in them and they some bombs. And also, I, and also, I want to make this statement. I said a lot of things this year, and I have to apologize. And it breaks my heart to do it. LeBron's still the best player in the NBA, fam. Ain't mm. nobody taking. Ain't nobody taking that crown. Nah. Ain't nobody taking that man crown. And Steph Curry better you, than James Harden. And, and, and Steph Curry better than uh, James it's Harden. Been a tough this year, has been Cole. a terrible Corbin playoff. missing boy. I really <laughs> have. You could have saved yourself from that one though. That's what we've been trying to. We've been trying to save you, Corey. You you let yourself yeah, out on that this, I thought this is gonna be the year. Yeah, I, it's. I don't even know. What, I don't know where to go. Like, there's so much to say about this team and how. I might go to Phoenix. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm, I'm really fed up at this point. Can't no, I might. I am. Join, I am. If, if you me. if if you hadn't gotten let down enough, come to Phoenix. We'll do it even more. <laughs> hey man, at least y'all want to come up. 
Y'all get let down. Imagine having hopes. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Exactly. And I'm going to say this. I don't have hope anymore. I'm like, Corey, you won't hear me on this podcast or even on Twitter or even in person. You'll not ever see me talk unless about Unless I wake up. Unless I wake up and they said Lou Will, Montrez, Reggie Jackson, and Pat is gone, I don't want to hear it. If it ain't none of them being shipped off, I don't want to hear because they did so much talking. This the year we finna kill, we finna yeah. do this, we finna do that. Pat Bev getting 50 fouls in five minutes. Montrez <laughs> can't defend nobody to save his life. He's trying to post up, take all these quick first steps, run to the rim like he a six seven paint beast, but he can't defend nothing. Lou Wills, who won for third. No, I won't. So let me be clear. Talk about things I want for next season. I want Lou, I want Lou gone. I'm fed up with six man of years that can't defend. I'm sick of it. I'm I'm sick of relying. I'm sick of relying on these small six man that can't that try to generate their own offense and then they can't find it. And we should have traded for Chris Dunn when we had the chance. I, remember that? I remember. I'm I'm sick of Montrez Hero. I want him gone. Chris Dunn and that is young. Let let Montrez Hero just walk. I don't want him back. I don't want him back. I want Lou back. I don't want Richard Jackson back. Uh. God, no. Beverly talk shit, but that's just territory that comes with it. I'm fine with him. Uh, Montre- get- no, I'm going to say this. My, my only problem with Patty, he fouled out too much. Yeah. That, he yeah, fouled out no. like way too much. Yeah, he did. Ain't no one playing all that defense if you're only doing it for 20 minutes. No, no, no. I, I, I 100% agree. Uh, bring Morris back. Or oh, at least bring- let him be the backup. Bring Morris back. Bring Green Absolutely. back. Uh, we got to find a backup point guard and a backup center. I, Trisha Thompson is a free agent. Hope that's somebody. Ooh, okay. Hope that's somebody they target as their backup center and uh, as a backup point guard. Maybe DJ Augustine. I'm not sure, but we just need some more defenders in that second unit. Absolutely. We need we need guys who aren't ball reliant and guys who are going to defend and do the dirty things. And Trez was just wasn't willing to do the dirty things for this team. Uh, you know it's crazy. What's up? If we would have straight up traded Trez for Morris, and we still would have had on more. Uh, uh, I forgot his name just different. Yeah, we still would have had more Harkless. Team would have been much better. No, we would have won. We would have won that series. But like I said, Corey, I can't have hope. Uh, you won't ever hear me talk about this team or what they're going to do, what they're not going to do. I'm not going to talk about the Clippers all next year. We we'll have we might have Clipper topics because you know they're going to inevitably do things. But I will not be talking about. Yeah, you know the team going to be fine. The team's going to be great. I'm not going to say none of that. Y'all ain't going to hear me say that. I promise y'all not. I don't care who they add this offseason. I don't care if they address every need and get rid of every I'm going to say this. I'm not going to – I'm not. y'all not going to hear me talk about them niggas until they actually do something. Until they do something, I ain't, they ain't going to – them words ain't going to come out of my mouth. Hey, well, no. What I will say this. Now, one piece of hope that we can keep out here, it does take every great team a year to get it right. Now we will say that. But my main problem was Trez and Pat was talking real spicy, and they did not show up. They did not show up, <laughs> fam. They didn't. And, and, and that's the and that's the thing. That's my that's been my whole thing with this team all season. Like we we've come to expect it from people like you know like LeBron and a couple other people where they take games off they kind of you know they know what they know what's coming in the postseason they know what it takes to get to the nba finals to win an nba championship so they chill out and they you know they talk they stuff with this team you got marcus morris or is it marcus or marcus y'all got marcus right yeah it's marcus morris patrick beverly lou williams yeah, and Montrez here the four biggest shit talkers on this team 
who have literally never won anything. And it's like, like what, like where, where does all this confidence come from? And and it's not like these are the guys, because honestly, these are the guys who are supposed to make the plays and pivotal moments. Pat Bell's supposed to be making those pivotal stops. Lou Williams supposed to be getting these clutch buckets. I really know what Montrez was supposed to be doing. But the thing is, is like, these are the guys. <laughs> Screaming. These are the guys who are supposed to be making these pivotal stops and getting these pivotal buckets and stuff like that. And when the time came for you to back up all the stuff that you had been talking. They did nothing. Yeah, nothing. Hey, I, I like that edge because every team. Bro, I saw like a Laker fan say Atlas Caruso been better in the playoffs than Lou Will, and I couldn't even disagree. <laughs> no, I couldn't either. But like every, 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 I think I couldn't even disagree. I think teams need a guy like that, a guy with edge. Yeah. I like, I like what Pat and Marcus Morris bring. Marcus Morris is legit. one. Morris is like yeah. a top three player on this yeah. team. It was like Kawhi, yeah. and it was in that first series. It was Kawhi, Marcus Morris. Like those are those were the two best players on the Clippers <laughs> in that first round. Like it wasn't PG, absolutely by no means. And in the second, in the third round, he kind of disappeared. But um, he still did yeah. his job. He did. Yeah, that one good game though. Yeah, he played within his role. I can't be mad at how he what he gave us. He wasn't the reason why we lost that series. Um, mm-hmm. but and like I said, Pat was just like couldn't stay out of foul trouble. But anyway, I I don't have anything else to say about the Clippers. I I'm not um, gonna have anything else to say about the Clippers, for that matter. And as far as like going to another team, I I feel like I'm so entrenched in this team. I don't feel like I can. I don't feel like I could root for another team with good conscience, knowing how much how much I've rooted for the Clippers for the past decade. I'm just gonna be I'm gonna go I think this next season, I'm going, you know, I'm still a Clippers fan, but I'm just gonna be talking about my favorite players. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna talk about I'm not gonna talk about the Clippers. I'm gonna talk about my favorite players. I need I need to see some roster changes. Your price went up, Jordan. What's up? <laughs> Your price went up. Price just went up, man. Shout out I need to I, see some roster changes. I, I can't be, I can, I can't, like I said, I can't stress it enough. Even if we get roster changes, as long as Doc Rivers there, I can't be optimistic. He's blown a three-one league with the Magic. He's thrown a three-one league with the Clippers yeah. twice. That just shows his incompetence and his inability to be flexible in the regular season. I don't understand why he still has a job. I don't understand how you can have a job after making it such a terrible call. Hopefully, like if we get with the trees, he will have no choice but to play Zubac. I'm a, I'm, we count, we're counting on the front office to save Doc Rivers from himself. But um, I'm, pretty yes. sure, I'm pretty sure the front office won't be bringing trash back unless they do. If they do, it's going to be on a team-friendly deal. They're going to let him be tradable, and they're going to trade him as soon as they can. I guarantee it if he comes back, he will be traded. I hope so. But like I said, let's move on to the next topic because we, we've been here a while. Uh, the first music topic of the day is Kanye West. Uh, Kanye West uh, had a Twitter storm the other day where he was tweeting about black liberation from labels, how labels are evil. Uh, he, at one point uploaded a video of him pissing on his Grammy in a toilet. Um, It'd be safe, like this sometimes. Not safe for work. Uh, he posts his, his contract on the uh, on Twitter, violating an NDA, to my understanding. And he Showing everybody his percentage splits, how much money he's getting back from the labels, how much money the labels make off of him, and pretty much saying that he's not going to release another album until they renegotiate his contract. Because pretty much he's saying he's in a slave deal. Be honest with you, kind of said a lot. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to summarize the that he said a lot. He said a lot. Like he came, he, he said a lot. He got banned from Twitter because he posted. The phone number he 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 docked somebody. Who did he dox? Court. He posted somebody's Some phone reason. number. 
uh, Randall Forbes. Randall Forbes. Yeah, some guy who works for Forbes, and he and called white supremacist. Yeah, he called him white supremacist. That's why he got docked. And he posted his phone number, so hey, call this white supremacist and tell him you're white supremacist. Mm. And so he, he got banned. From, in he got banned from Twitter for half a day, and uh, now he's back, and he's pretty much saying he wants to meet with Taylor Swift, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, J Cole, and he says he wants to put an end to what these labels are doing. He said, let's fight back against the labels. There's so much to dissect with this situation with Kanye West. I don't, I, I think this is going to be the angle I want to start with. What should be the goal for these artists? So let's say that Kanye West teams up with all those artists I just named. Uh, what should be the goal for these artists going into negotiations with the, with the labels? Give everybody their masters, but we know that's not gonna happen. No, I think that the I don't know they they have the thing is they have no ground to stand on for the most part. Um, well, Kanye specifically, where his contract says you can't retire. Um, but I mean, I guess if not, because they're not getting anything solved with labels at first, but trying to get artists to negotiate a time limit on their masters. Um, it may be too late for some of them if they're not outright buying them, but I mean, we're, I'm not, not even trying to get into the union talk again, but that original time limit on your master, because Kanye, to my knowledge, is still in the same initial deal he's been in since 2001 to 2002, you probably, at some point, a good agent would put in there, hey, after 15 years, 10 years, I get that ownership back. Um, so that needs to be standard for artists going forward. That makes a lot. I feel like that's very fair for like if an artist like if you just put your contract like after this certain number of years, let me have my masters back. Like I feel like that's that's only fair. Like that means you profit off this artist and you make all this money off of them. But after a certain point, you're like you know what, you've you've been good to us. You've been a cash cow for us. Here are your masters back. We've made millions of dollars off of you, um, close to you know <clears throat> close to a billion dollars off of you. I think a time limit on masters is actually a very great idea, Delon. Uh. But like I said, giving all these artists their masters slash publishing doesn't actually isn't the the end all be all because like Lupe Fiasco got on Twitter, I believe it was Lupe that talked about it, and he said that owning your masters don't mean anything if you don't know how to use them. Mm. Like like the reason that you give the reason that you give your masters and your publishing to the labels is because they're gonna they're gonna insert your music in like these movies and like trailers trailers and. They're going to search your music in these different areas and spaces so that your music gets more plays. That's the whole point of them owning your masters and your publishing so that they can, um, you know, so they can spread your brand and spread your music for you. Now, of course, like I said, if you know how to do all those things on your own, then there's no need to give your publishing up or your masters up to anybody else. But but like Lupe Piazza said, without a actual plan of your own, which a lot of these young artists who come to the game without a plan of your own and without knowledge of how to do those things because that's not an easy thing to do only your masters don't do doesn't do you anything in the beginning unless you're like very savvy with that kind of stuff which i think only a handful of people would be capable of so i don't think that the label should just outright give everybody their masters i think they should retain them but i think there should be more fairness going around these contracts less like slave labor going around these contracts of where it's like we can tell you that you can never retire. What kind? What kind of? What kind of job tells you you can never retire from it? Like that's just that's that's ridiculous. In slavery. The yeah, sl <laughs> slavery. That's, a, that's, that's you know, and I just like that's that's just a terrible. Um, that's operating in bad faith. That's that's all I say. You know, of course, it's a much 
the music industry is a money hungry business and it's like we're trying to recoup every penny that we put into this artist but at a certain point like Kanye West shouldn't have to ask this like I, I'm not saying that um the other like, guys should be in um slavery forever because they're not Kanye West but Kanye West of all people shouldn't be having this problem like he shouldn't and, and they go back to my point. If they doing it to him, imagine what they doing to everybody else. Mm-hmm. I saw like one dude. He said he <laughs> said they offer him a deal to where they will give him a hundred thousand dollars advance. But if he signed it, he wasn't gonna be able to perform music that he made on their label for the next five years. So he couldn't do no shows, no concerts, no nothing. Like any song he made That's on their label. Like when I saw that. I, if they doing that, like it, it's insane, fam. I mean, it's, it's it's really crazy to me for why would you? I mean, I guess because he can't get out of it. But like, I thought that they would give leeway to someone who has their own subsidiary label on your label. Yeah. Like, like I guess Kanye, not. the Rosses. I understand. I mean, I don't understand, but it makes more sense for them to be holding like Pusha T hostage or somebody like Pusha T who's signed to a nigga who's signed. Um, but it's just it's just yeah. funny to me how someone oh. who you're making money off people you've been holding it in the same. <laughs> you know, I just thought about it when I said it. I, I just thought about it when I said it. But like, I, you know what I mean? Like how he's like technically an executive for you as well, but you know, you're not at the top. Which you know, kind which I hit boy and a couple other guys talking about like, hey, Kanye saying all this stuff. That's all nice and all. But is he doing the same thing for his artists? Like, is he giving them like freedom? Is he giving them? Designer the was crying for three years, man. I'm, who who was crying for three years? Designer, that nigga yeah, just, trying to get designer. free for three years. Hashtag yeah. Kanye slow your overseer. That's tough. And that's one. I'll say this: we've been at we've been wondering for the longest, like, just kind of going these rants because he's actually sick and he has, you know, he's dealing with a mental illness or is he doing this for attention. I know now because the music we still ain't got the music that came with that last rant which is like months ago, that I now know that this is not like for attention. This is really... And I, 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 I kept telling y'all. I was about to say, because the last two to three uh, episodes he had, there's been, no, there's been no music attached to it. And so I was like, you know what? This is, this is really him. Like, this is what he's... This is him. But like, with that being said, I, I still think he's very self-serving. I don't feel like Kanye West is advocated for anything that wouldn't help him. Like, I don't think he's... Yeah push for uh, like his intentions like like oh yeah this is something that's gonna help all artists but us it's mainly something that's gonna help Kanye West he I don't feel like Kanye West ever gets up and tries to do something that's not gonna benefit him tremendously and I feel like he got up to he got up and said you know what why the world I still don't own my masters this is an outrage and then that's what made him get on Twitter more so than like the fact that there's people on his label that don't own their masters and there's people on his label not getting treated right and he didn't think that's like well that's not fair we shouldn't be doing people like this that's not what spurred him that, that's and like it goes back to the conversation we had about intentions and results. And if the result ends up bringing all these R's, that's good on them. But boy, Kanye is so self-serving. It's, it's- and, and the evidence of that is how he said, hey, Taylor Swift, I'm going to go get your master's family friend. Scooter Braun is a close family friend. I'm going to get your master's. I was like, Kanye, that was a very public thing like a year ago. Why did you wait until just now, all of a sudden, hey, I know Scooter. I'm going to get your master's back. That didn't concern you. Beforehand, um, she was an ops last year. Oh, man, but yeah, she was an ops three months ago. But she, hey, she Drake was, was the ops like a song ago. It is facts. No, 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 tell us was the op a week ago, maybe three, four days ago. Now she's not because oh. you know, because oh, damn, I'm saying now she's not because now she can do something for him. 
Like that's that's that and that's Amen. that's why I don't like man. That's why I don't like about Kanye, man. I'm be honest with you. Like, but I'm gonna say this. I think this is about the music industry though. You know, maybe so, but man, you can't be that way. Like it's it's just a terrible look. Like how do you except for no name? How do you operate in good faith by saying I want these demands when you're doing the exact same thing? Like I'm I don't like him acting high and mighty, talking about like I'm I'm gonna free us. I'm I'm I forgot what he was referring to himself as in the tweet in that Twitter rant. But he Moses was, Moses he was referring to himself as some holy figures, and I'm like, dude, like no, stop. Um, so just cause, but I don't think Kanye is just as that's that's the thing that um I'm getting at. But his in this his contract showed that he is getting screwed over in terms of not being able to retire. In terms, of, I think he only getting twenty percent of royalties off his stuff. I think that might I think that might have been the number I saw. Uh, which is ridiculous. You only get art his caliber on making twenty percent of anything off his music, and the fact that Jay Z, uh, um, allegedly according to the contract, people have been dissecting, sold um, Kanye's master so that he could eventually get his masters back. Nuts, mm-hmm. nuts. Which go back to Kanye, which you know that speaks to Hov, <clears throat> also someone who's been preaching black liberation, but is contributing to keeping black people <laughs> locked up <laughs> in these metaphysical chains. So, yeah, it's, it's, the contracts also show that Kanye went back and revisited those contracts multiple times, made a bunch of amendments to them. Uh, they were af- after a point, I think it was like per album, there was an amendment after Watch the Throne. Um, there's a Jay Z gets this portion, you get this portion, and every album after that. <coughs> so, it took nine years and all those amendments for you to be like, oh, I'm only making 20%. That's crazy. And I just feel like I like all these other artists we always talk about. That's not true. A lot of artists that we talk about nowadays um, have their label struggles, but eventually they either put out enough albums to get off their label deal or somehow they're let out um, without that big of a fight. It Really, it's only Kanye and Wayne to where it seems like an eternal label struggle. Yeah. Is this something that's just like, are these deals not happening anymore? Are people not sticking around long enough for us to see those longer effects? Because, um, you know, I mean, I guess we haven't really seen the longevity of people after like the, after 2000. I think people ain't sticking but around. Everybody else is getting off. Drake's getting out of his deal. Wale's getting out of his deal. J. Cole started a label. Like, all these other people are getting out of their deals and their deals are expiring. Just not those people from you know a late or earlier era. Boy, even so who is he talking to with this? Because I don't think Kendrick's. I don't know if Kendrick's gonna be in that same situation. Cole doesn't seem to be in that same situation, although he is signed to Jay Z. Um, no, because Cole. <laughs> no, because Cole was signed on a different label. On uh, 2014, Forest Hills Drive, and the last song he said he had to start the last album on whatever label. So he got out of his label deal after three albums. So I don't know if there's a new standard and Kanye's on the old one. I don't know. Like, I think it's what it is. Gotta be. Gotta be. I think it's the fact that Kanye signed that old deal, and that's back when they used to do artists dirty like that. And I think that more artists now, they still have their issues and have their qualms, but for the most part, they don't have deals that kind of like lock them in eternally for the rest of their life. Um, even like Lupe Fiasco like, with his struggles with Atlantic, even he's off Atlantic now. Like he's, That was on like a five, six year thing. Yeah, that was a long time too. Even he's free from Atlantic now. So it's, it's, it's kind of bizarre that Kanye is still locked in a deal. But that makes sense because, you know, Kanye was out, like, early 2000s, just kind of like Wayne was, like, 
late nineties. Uh, he, he calling Drake and Cole and Kendrick that man need to call Nelly and Ludacris. Oh me, mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. fellas. That Kotrick daddy. <laughs> Kotrick daddy. <laughs> they ain't hurting like that. Not not in this sense. To the point that's like, you know what, my contract is, you know, fucking I mean, that. I remember um Cole said that he 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 willingly chose a 360 deal, and he said 360 deal actually isn't all that bad. I remember him advocating for that years ago. I don't know how he feels about that now. It was like, you know, your, your label takes care of all the important stuff that it's hard for the artists to maintain. All you got to do is go out there and perform and on tours, and, you know, and they, you know, make money. The deal's probably sold. Yeah. yeah. And so he said he only had a three album deal, so I, I can't see it being like. I don't think I don't think I don't think Kendrick deal is a. Is that friendly though? I might be mistaken. I just think it's bizarre how he keeps ending up on uh, every new TDE artist's album doing ad libs and stuff like that. And <laughs> I know he's still he's still on his um his early um what you what you call the hype man deal. I think when he was like just a hype man, he's like yeah you gotta do you gotta do these vocals and ad libs for every new TDE album. He's all he's he always ends up on them in some shape form or fashion, but. Yeah, Kanye I, is a very self-serving man. I think he has a noble cause. I think it should be a, a great thing. I think labels need to start operating in better faith than artists. And of course, I understand it's a business model, so art, so labels always going to do things to protect them in the beginning, at the end of the day. And that's why they impose some of these very, very, very restrictive um, rules on these contracts. But a lot of times, like when it, when it comes down to like, hey. When there's a when there's a clause and it says that even if you do laugh for 15 years, we're still not going to you know negotiate in good faith. That's just that's being disingenuous. If an artist lasts that long for your label, then there shouldn't be no you, we can't we can't talk about renegotiations. Like if an artist lasts that long, they clearly have served you well. You should do them should do right by them. So labels they gotta get this shit together. I hope Kanye's actually able to make a difference with this. Uh, I don't know how capable he is with it, how incoherent he can be. Um, but hopefully some he gets some very smart people in the room with them and they combat this because obviously you know kind of the smartest in the room if he signed those deals, you know, or the kind yeah. of yeah, slavery is a choice. He chose He did choose. And that's like such brazen language in those contracts. Like I don't know how like like I can get how like some of the things can slip through, but yikes, man. It's pretty explicit. Pretty explicit. Uh, from the little I saw, it was pretty explicit. Hey man, Kim Kardashian can free niggas from death row, but can't free Kanye from his contract. That's and so. speaking of death row, that boy Ye said free Shook, so no. he's good in my book. Nah, he's locked up. You know, the, the, the craziest part when I think about like these labels and stuff like that, the craziest part I think about is like, who are, like, you never really see them, but like, who are these like, white dudes who like walk around in suits and like run hip-hop like who like, are these guys well the guy that kind of mentioned his rant was like a guy um he's a french guy <laughs> from europe and so he doesn't even live in america and he owns like 90 yeah. percent of universal so like even That's i insane. yeah it is Don't, probably hey listen to a rap song a day in his life <laughs> that's 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 what i'm thinking yeah that, that's usually how it goes what's that uh I forgot to do when I used to manage Jay Z back in the day. He was managing Thug. Now he a YouTube. What's his name? Cohen. Yeah, no. Leo Cohen. Like, 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 yeah. fam. Like, I don't think Leo Cohen ever listened to a full rap album. Like, ever. 
Like yo, nah, I'm, I'm I'm sure he I'm sure he been in the room with Thug Thug playing music. I'm pretty sure he got heard some Thug. <laughs> He'd have been in the room, but I'm talking about like when he on the way home, he had the crew of chilling. Like you really think, oh, let me cut that slime season off. Like like I don't, I don't think he doing it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure. He he Leo Corin he's 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 different. He might he might I would say he don't listen to it at all. He might listen to it a little bit. I feel like you if you've been around it that much, like as close as he is to it, I feel like you end up liking some of it, but. So let's go on I to the next. He really, I can't believe he invented the 360 deal. That's crazy. Moving on to self-serving people, uh, LeBron James did mm. a a post um, press conference. I think it was a pregame. I can't remember what he did. He was talking about the MVP race, and he said that he was he was pissed off by the fact that he only got 16 votes. Uh, Yon, as you know, Giannis is now the back-to-back MVP. He won pre. Pretty much, I think he got 87 first place votes to LeBron's 16. Yeah. He won it pretty handedly. Uh, he won the award by having the team with the best record in the regular season. Uh, yeah, they had, I believe, what was the number one offense and number one defense. Uh, Giannis now joins an elite list of players to have an MVP and defensive player in the same year, which is Michael Jordan, Hakeem, and I'm blanking on who the other person was. It might have been Kareem, I think. He's also joined the Magic Kareem getting the Defensive Player of the Year. I can't remember who the other one was. And then he also joined Hakeem. Now, I he said Hakeem and Jordan. I can't remember. Hakeem Jordan. I think it was the fourth person. Giannis. Oh, okay. I guess it was, I guess he is <laughs> yeah, the fourth person. Yeah, yeah. Then he joined an elite group of people who's going to back to back. I think it's just three. Which is you know with Steve Nash and uh, shout out to Steve. Your boy shout Steve Nash, Steve. Steph Curry, um, a couple of you know some more list of people. Uh, I, but anyway, LeBron gets into talking about how he, you know, he he feels like he should. Well, he don't feel. I don't think he said he should have won, but he just said he was angry. That, and he said he started talking about how he don't, he thinks it's like narrative base, and he thinks that he let the people let that stuff rule how they choose who wins these awards and things of that nature. Guys, how did you feel about Bron's MVP comments? Do you think he's right? Do you think he's wrong? Do you think Giannis? Deserved his MVP. Well, I would just like to say, even though earlier I did say LeBron is the best player in the NBA, I still don't think he had the best regular season. It was Giannis, and in my personal opinion, it don't make sense that he said that Giannis getting votes was a narrative-based vote. Meanwhile, every media person that I remember watching at that time who said they voted for LeBron voted for him for a narrative. Oh, he's 35. He's putting up the he numbers. Kobe died. He leading the team with a new coach. 90% of the roster was moved. Like, like remember that? Like, if you ask me, those are all narratives. No, definitely. And, and in my personal opinion, that's a much better narrative than back-to-back MVP slash defensive player of the year. No. That's the, like, like, like LeBron's story this year is a movie. Yannis' story ain't even a TV show. I think I think the winning Defensive Player of the Year MVP thing might have put might have motivated them a little bit. I think that's a pretty good story, especially and and you know when they vote for this stuff, they never know how the playoffs are going to turn out. So like, who expected them to get beat four one like yeah. that? So I mean. Let's say, I mean, because in theory, um, you could have been, if you're this media person, you could have said, if you're this media person, you could have said, oh, I voted for Giannis for MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, and he went on to win a championship and finals MVP, too. 
So he could it could have been like, oh, I'm that person Ooh, who would have been nice. I'm that person who you know history. said basically he had a Giannis season. I'm the person who voted for that. So I think that's yeah. a pretty I think that's a pretty good narrative in itself. But saying that the saying that the argument is narrative based, I mean saying that the award is narrative based, and then having the arguments that he has for winning MVP aren't really don't really go hand in hand. Like you can't say that it's narrative based, and your arg and your argument for MVP is narrative based. So I don't think I don't think that's a good angle to take it. However, I do feel like, like in the end of the day, as Jordan said, I do feel like he was saying that Giannis did deserve it. I think he just felt like he deserved more votes, which I can completely agree with. But I mean, more votes. Nah, I, yeah. I was I was actually yeah. surprised, like hearing so many people talk about yeah. Braun all year that he did not. I'm like a sixteen was crazy. I was actually very surprised looking at those numbers. I I didn't expect that at all. I thought it was gonna be like six to forty. Yes, yeah, so I got yeah, that. Yeah, I can see that um, miffing him a good bit. Like I, I, I was surprised myself. Uh, Listen, I, I don't think LeBron James should have got MVP. No, but I agree with ninety nine point nine percent of his comments that were not about him because he was talking about there how, you go. how strange the voting is. That man, he, he said, he said, how Mark Gasol got defensive player of the year, made defense of all second or all defensive second team. Yeah, <laughs> he said. Oh, he's Great not point. like like so few votes. Uh, when Michael was robbed. Like, Seventeen, and I was like, yeah, yeah, he's kind of talking that talk, but yeah. So everything else that he was saying, I one hundred percent agree with. Um, you know, except for him being MVP. The one thing I don't agree with. Well, he he brought Devontae Graham. I know that's a lot. A lot of people brought up was like most improved. I had this conversation with like Jacquez. Is Devontae Graham? Is he is he a case of improving or getting more minutes? Because I mean, it's still an improvement. <laughs> well, I mean, well, and that's the thing. Well, it, it is. I feel like it is a case of improvement because usually when you see a player get more minutes, if they're not an efficient player, they get more and more exposed by their percentages exactly. going down. And I think he actually had an increase in field goal percentage and three point percentage. So as well. he, he went from like being a thirty four percent field goal shooter to being thirty eight field goal shooter which is an improvement but it's like going from terrible to going to bad like that's that's the improvement he I mean if on the other side of the spectrum is Luka Donkish going from really 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 good to really 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 good then I right. think you know, like they were both like what both top three vote getters I actually, I don't, I don't even think about it. Was Devontae Grant even top three? No he wasn't he wasn't in it it was uh, it was Brandon Ingram and then it was Bam. Was up there. Bam, Bam, that's what it was. Yeah, see, I, think Bam. Bam. I think Bam and Ingram were great picks for it because I think like yeah. I think Ingram went from like being an eighteen point scorer being like in the twenty five, twenty six. Luke didn't make sense scorer. to me. Uh, Bam went from being a guy yeah. who but I saw think Ingram being the all star team. Yeah, he did. He, he yeah. went from, from a non all star to an all star. Bam went from a not even a not even a fringe all star, wasn't even close to being an all star to being. Yeah. Yeah. I did say Ingram should win. Hmm? LeBron did say I had Ingram as my pick too, but yeah. but I was saying like like those guys were fine. Luka Doncic was bizarre, weird. Because then even then I was thinking like, why not put Trey up there at that point? Like why not say Trey had? Exactly. Trey went from being like twenty two point score to being a thirty yeah. point score. So like you know if you're gonna do that, why not have him? You up know there? why? Yeah, you and, know why. And the thing, and I you think the why. thing with a lot of these awards is they wanna they wanna give these awards to players who they feel like. Like, like, even though Luca was would have been first team All NBA, I feel like the big name awards they want to give to big players. Yep. So, like, 
if you got a player like if you got a player like Luca who can be in the competition, they're gonna like, oh yeah, he improved. We got to put him in there. Like that, I don't know. I I That's get it. that, and I'm with you, and I agree. They did give Rookie of the Year to Malcolm Brogdon over Joel Embiid. So it's kind of like a that's true, that's true, that's true. He that did deserve it though. But that was also Embiid, what, he deserved Embiid it. Played fourteen games. He, yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, I'm about but, to say Embiid didn't no. play. Embiid didn't play that many. Like like this. Yeah. That, that was. And, and, well, I and say was like fifth, fifth or sixth yeah. Rookie of the Year. Yeah, which is crazy to me as well. But but yeah, I, I, I like I enough votes. Mitchell still got robbed. I don't care what nobody say. We all know. We know. We know that now. But yeah, like. The, the argument for MVP, <laughs> we do know that. <laughs> the argument for MVP is uh, silly. Like Giannis deserved it. Maybe Bron deserved yeah. more votes. Uh, narrative based. Bron had all of that on his side. I don't understand. I didn't yeah. understand that point. That point. Yeah, phenomenal story. Now, in terms of voting and awards, I don't know how you fix it. I mean, that's how the awards and stuff have always been given. Like, I, I don't. I guess you make players join in on it. But then the thing about players is, yeah, you do players. They don't take anything seriously. They don't, not only that, like. Are players able to watch other teams like like media members whose actual job is to – not to undermine players who play against these guys, but like, for instance, like, yeah, Kawhi Leonard's going to play against LeBron twice, no, four times. Is Kawhi going to watch every other LeBron James game? Hey, LeBron said he watches every game, and I believe that shit. I believe that LeBron sits down and watches now, every game. I believe LeBron does. But yeah. what what about other players? Yeah, like what about other players? But even even some of the media members, I don't think they actually be watching. I don't I don't oh, think no. all of them. I don't think they be watching either. But yeah, I feel like it's even increasingly harder to give votes to players who are actually like on the road, constantly playing every other night. Who can like they're playing the same time other players are playing. Like this, right. it's, it's impossible for them to watch games of certain of other guys. Uh, do you give them votes in uh, in these cases? And do you just tell them like you can't vote for somebody on your team? Like that's 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 just also keep this in mind. Kendrick Perkins and Paul Pierce were once NBA players. Would well, you really want to vote? That's those those are facts too. Listening okay. to the things that they say, I don't want them. Just saying, no. just asking. Ryan Hollins and him too. I, 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 I mean, does he get a vote? That be yeah. That being said, Cord, I think about every media person has about the same jaded aspect that they all have. Because, like, you know, Kendrick Perkins is the, the LeBron defender of all defenders. But there's also just the same media people who hate him. There's also, uh, what's that? They hate him. What's hate that? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Skip Bayless don't vote. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. not Skip Bayless. But, but, yeah, but, I'm not, but for every player, there's the Nick Wright. There's a the Colin Cat. Like, everyone who's so awesome in ass. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, it's crazy. Chris Buzar gets the vote. I think he the only one I can think of to vote. Him and Rachel Nichols. And uh, what's the other lady? Uh, Ramona. Yeah, it's only a few of them they can vote. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting because, you know, sometimes they get these people on the show to get votes. And I, I knew Giannis was going to win because when they when they vote, like they talk about like what they feel other media members are going to do and the conversation that yeah. they had. And every single time they had somebody on there that got a vote, they would always they say Giannis got it. They would always say Giannis. Yep. Like Ramona, uh, Rachel, Rachel Nichols, Chris Broussard has been fighting all season, saying that LeBron's having a great season, but Giannis deserves MVP because the numbers don't even yep. it's not even in comparison. So I mean, I, I guess LeBron could have seen it coming, but at the same time, like 
Oh, he did. He definitely think, knew. He knew. And, and yeah, I, I think it's become that much of a disparity. Yeah, yeah. I think it was mostly like that. That April, like that was it March? It was March before things shot down. A lot of people were pushing that LeBron, that LeBron yeah. angle. So I think that's why and I see, think it was close. But before that, I didn't think it was close until like that last weekend before the season got shut down. See me, I knew it was a wrap because I remember Stephen A. Smith. They took off a week. And do that whole week. Everybody on ESPN was like, well, you know, the season ended. If it had kept going, LeBron would have won. And at that moment, mm-hmm. I said, and that's when I said, okay, you just got it. And then when the bubble started up, they came through with the none of these games count. And right. that's what made me go, yeah, you just got it by a wide margin. Because they was legit upset. Because they, because I truly feel like if the season wouldn't have ended just off that weekend alone, LeBron num his vote numbers would have doubled. It would have yeah. because it, it would have because Giannis got hurt during uh, that time, yeah. so, so he would have missed about yeah. ten games. And and the way it worked out, it worked out really well in his favor too, because you know players always had those MVP moments in the season. And yep. that weekend he had beat, I think it was he had beat the, Clippers the, Bucks, the, the Clippers and also the next that Monday that, though. I think and, those two, those two guys he lost. Those two, those two guys he beat. I mean, he beat, he beat Kawhi and Giannis. In the same weekend, uh, lost to Dean Weedy. I ain't forget. No, I ain't forget either. But you know, it don't matter now. Uh, yeah, it don't. Damn. God damn. <laughs> I, I will. I will say this last thing though. I thought it was funny because, like, talking about narratives, the AD tried to say that. Yeah, I mean, if you take LeBron off the team, you know, we take a big hit. And I thought that was so funny because I'm like, what do you think happens to the Bucks if they didn't have Giannis? Like, that was such a, that was a poor argument. And I also thought that was funny, like. Oh, oh, AD, you mean y'all wouldn't be good? You wouldn't be good without, without bro? Y'all you? would suck? And that would just like... If they take AD off the team, and they take AD off the team, they're not going to make the playoffs. No. Just like last year, when they didn't have AD on the team, <laughs> they didn't make the playoffs. You mean when LeBron missed 40 games? Something that like that. Yeah, man, they missed no 40 games. I'm going to tell you what, his record when he was when he did play was like 28. Also, and also, okay, but a lot of those games he went playoff mode because he had a gro- he had a growing injury. Like, he complained about that. He complained about that this year. Uh, in the in the in the words of Daniels, I ain't trying to hit no facts. I'm pushing the agendas. He said he was going playoff modes, and he went he did two second. and eight. He went two and, and eight. Man, I ain't forget. That's and me, and me, he got his shot blocked by Mario Hazonia. Hazonia. He got clamped up. Boy, hey, I ESPN the very next day. Here's a clip of all the times LeBron got blocked at the rim. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, the fun, the funny part about it, that boy Hazonia was flexing in that game. And you know what I'm saying? Part about it is he went to Portland and got the brakes beat off him by Brun. I'm gonna tell you what, man. You to see it. I'm gonna. T- I need. I need AD to stop being such a cook. I don't, I don't, I don't like using that language. <laughs> But this man, yeah. this man led the league almost statistical category and talking about, yeah, man, LeBron on the team. Where would we be, nigga? It should have been Bruin. You, hey, you man. should be the number You, you, like, hey, believe man. in yourself. Him or Kyle Kuzma, I don't know who's worse. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know who's worse. It's, it's, it's Kuzma. It's Kuzma, then it's AD. Like, they, they, AD ain't far behind him, but it's, it's Kuzma. It's Kuzma. Kuzma just trying not to get traded. He got yeah. that new and I'm curious. I I do not blame him. You know what? I take it back. It's AD then, because Kuzma is definitely doing that. Just stay on the team. Like he got to do everything yeah, yeah. it takes to stay on that team. When he put, when he put that little hand of the king pin on at the draft, I was like, yeah, he make he making sure he ain't a part of that trade package. Mm-hmm. AD, AD, AD on the other hand is a is a top five ish player dominating on both ends, and he ain't even advocating for himself to get MVP. 
Hey, man, Kuzma out here getting supermodels and shooties. He knew he wasn't going to New Orleans by any means necessary. We, we, all, we all know, like, AD is just trying. He's he just pushing for his 35-year-old teammates to get the last MVP he possibly could have won because, I mean, is he, is he really going to do this again? Hey, we say it every season. Then again, we said it this year. We said it this year. And we know Giannis isn't getting it next year, so. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You, know I mean? you know who, hey, guess guess which two players, three players, three players gained first, second, and third place votes. Giannis LeBron only wants to get first place votes. Uh, and then James Harden was the only one to get a second place vote. The one those two, and he got one. So, guess who both are not getting MVP next year? Giannis. Uh, Giannis and Harden. I, you know, and, and you Kawhi, know what? It is Kawhi this is exactly what I said to yeah, yeah, Kawhi and you. It's exactly what I said two weeks ago when Giannis lost. He in that hard category. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh wait, I, got, I guess I can go ahead and speak into existence. Luka MVP. Luka MVP on the way. Uh, I'm gonna come back, kids. Steph Curry and Kevin yeah, Durant. I, that's what I was gonna say. I think it's gonna yeah, be between yeah, KD. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about KD. I forgot yeah. about KD. Yeah, everybody but LeBron. Get it. Yeah, no my fault, Kevin. No cap. I well, I ain't gonna talk about it, but I don't think the Clippers gonna do anything next year. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I'm I'm just going ahead and get myself ready for with the Warriors being back. Ooh. Uh, the the Mavericks yeah. only gonna be back. The Mavericks gonna only be better. The Nuggets gonna only be better. Uh, everybody in the West. You scared of Wardale? Yeah, I am. I'm coming back. <laughs> and, and, and hey man, he better than Jane Harden. I scared and scared on. That's. Damn, Cord, Cord Wiseman once said, you ain't got to be scared to get shot. All right. Hey, man, <laughs> all I'm saying is this. The one ring he got without Kevin Durant was without Kyrie and Kevin Love. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm, I'm just take, throwing well, that out there. Now he's about to have James Wiseman. He's about to have – Not to mention Cord. Right, you're right, you're right. Not to mention Cord. I forgot a lottery pick. My fault, my Not to mention Cord. If we keep the same – I'm a little worried. If you keep that same line thinking, yeah, he folded. He folded in the playoffs, but he still turned everybody in the West into a pack to get to that finals. I want to remind you of that. And true, that, and, true, and, that, and, true that. True that. True that. True that. Do we really? And we don't even want him to fold in the finals because when he does fold in the finals, he comes back and gets the top player in the NBA the next season. Yeah. And Giannis will be a free agent. No. And very, very no. last yeah. thing, that nigga ain't been injured since the first week of January, so. <laughs> He cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That boy in the chamber right now. Yeah. That boy chilling with Drake. Having three point contest at Drake's crib. Sickening. I let's, saw that actually. Let's go ahead, Jordan. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. I was going to say, let's move on to the next topic. I want to talk to you guys about a budding star in hip hop. I want to talk to you guys about NBA Youngboy. It was probably a long time coming. He's been doing he's been doing big big numbers on YouTube, and now he's doing big big numbers on Apple sales wise. He was already doing pretty decent numbers before today, but to my knowledge, he got the number one album in the world, in not the world, in the nation. Um, and I feel like this is a conversation we've been avoiding. How big is NBA Youngboy's star? How big is his star? Massive. And massive. Okay, I remember the day. We did the first voting for the um uh, for the freshman list. It's our question, man. Y'all bugging. Y'all didn't put young boy on the list. And I remember exactly what I told him. He too big to be on the list. That man ain't no Rick and he ain't no freshman. Off the rip. 
I think everybody like everybody knew he was big, but I always just say like he never just got the looks other rappers got. Like he ain't going on Jimmy Fallon, he ain't going on the Breakfast Club, he ain't doing none of that. He just dropped music and going home and then shooting at his ops the next week. That's it. That's all he doing. And he still and like his like even when he was doing 60, 70k, he like he want no promo or nothing to go with it. And he got one of the most rabid fan bases out here. And he only gonna grow. Because let me tell you, if he get that one song and one track that can put him on a mainstream level, it's a rap. Because he just, yeah. like, think about it, he doing a, he doing 170K without no pushes. Like, he ain't on TikTok. I, mean, well, I, I tell you, man, he got like that one little TikTok, but I don't, know about no, I don't even know what that song is. But if he get that one track, that one song to put him on the map, it's a rap. I don't know if he get talk, that track for it. I, I, I don't think he can get that track simply due to subject matter. Even yeah. the rappers who do get those tracks have like the most diluted subject matter yeah. that refers to murder or something like that that gets them to that. You topic. got you gotta soften it up. And he you got you gotta soften it up. And the thing that you know that his biggest thing is he won't soften it up. Yeah, and that's his asset and his I'm not gonna say his biggest detriment because he's obviously very successful. But that's what's going to keep him going to that very next level. It's keeping him being a superstar because he can't. He he is not capable of being subtle. Yeah. Oh. So and I and I definitely said a couple months ago when we had to talk about Young Boy, or we may have had it off the podcast. I said there's like Young Boy can't get to that level, um, to that very very next level because he keeps getting in trouble. Now he's definitely calmed down against the trouble. He hadn't gotten into anything the last probably since coronavirus started yeah um but yeah, look, internet beef with i'm a afraid of bang but it went it went us years and he almost got murdered by the man in houston but other than that Aye. um you're right, right. chilling uh, but i just i just don't think yeah, he yeah. have that song and so he either a has that feature that he's not going to get unless he wants it or um just softens his music but he has been doing a lot of other big features as the featured artist so that's pretty cool so. like that migo song that's facts migo track nikki track i'm ready to hear that i forget somebody else i get you are it ain't the look no well it didn't drop some was it future i think it dropped on future. even even i gave uh his uh newest album a stream wasn't it was, it was i gave him a stream hey. that's the first time i've ever seen all i got to say he dropped anything close to AI Young Boy, he's sick. He is sick. Well, according he to Grant, AI Young Boy too. According to Grant, I mean, too, too, my fault. According to Grant, everything he's done since then has not been nowhere near as good. But at the same time, he, he kind of been, I ain't gonna say he's been rushing projects, but he really been dropping like kind of quickly. I didn't take his time on this hey. one. I remember he said he was like, I'm, I'm tired of like just dropping music. Yeah. Uh, Which we said to do. And somebody, Told us that's not the move because he needed to feed the streets and his fans were music. Yeah, feed the streets. Guess what? He took seven months off. Guess what? He has his biggest sales day. So you know who you are, person. Yeah. You know who Talk you are. Talk to him. Talk to him. So yeah, man. I see nothing but a bright future ahead for Young Kentria. All I ask is that he stay out the streets and stay in the studio. Young Young Kentria. Young Kentria. <laughs> But that boy gonna be a superstar, man. If he keep everything, if he keep everything together, he can only go up. Because I, I, I remember when he first came out, I was not crazy about his music. And when I heard AI Young Boy too, I said, "Damn, this nigga the future. He the one. He yeah, the one." Like, the last rapper I called the one was X, and X was the one. Well, so I just, I just need the, Young Boy to keep it together. In the same vein of X, and I, I don't <laughs> want to speak this into existence, Young Boy is very self destructive. Very, 
So when you say you hope to keep together, like that's that's a tall task. You know, honestly. Yeah. Well, well, he he been doing how he been doing kind of good. I, I will give him that credit. He been doing kind of good. More importantly, I think niggas can't lead a house. More studio album sleeves out of his deal. I think. Talk to him. Talk to him. Hey man, go on, move to Wyoming. Get you a little ranch, man. You know, get you a little studio built up there. He ain't doing ops. Ain't no ops out there. Just the cows, cattle, the cows, horses and sheep. Come on now. Right, D. That man has five kids. Oh my god! All right, I, <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Uh, so the next guy. Did you leave your kids alone like that, Corey? Yes, five. I think it was born in '99. Got five kids. All right, so that's nuts to think about. So, moving on to the next topic, I want to talk to you guys about the the other series, the Eastern Conference Finals, which is underway. I think the next game is tonight. The Celtics are now down 0-2 to the Miami Heat, the Red Hot Miami Heat, who have only lost. One game the entire postseason so far. They are 10-1 and one in the postseason after being the number one seed in the conference. They're now up 2-0, two games away from being in the finals. A true in the, a true Cinderella story to anybody that's not named the Miami Heat who believe they were going to be in the finals regardless. Uh, the Celtics are almost in panic mode. There was a report came out that Jalen Brown and, and – uh, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart got into a heated debate in the locker room where things were thrown and explicit and like you know, explicit words were thrown around as well. Bless uh, <laughs> your partner clan. Who thank you? B- blown leads, chemistry oh, yeah, yeah. problems. Hmm, interesting. Yes. Names to start with C. <laughs> Two elite wings. <laughs> a point guard that hurts other, a point guard that hurts other players intentionally. Coach that hates making adjustments. Mm-mm-mm. Keep mm-hmm. undersized guards in the game. They can't play defense. Not making shots. Crazy. No <laughs> real rim protection. <laughs> mm, insane. <laughs> I, I never seen that before. I ain't seen this move. But anyway, <laughs> guys, uh, I don't know exactly what I want to talk to you about. The, I mean, the Celtics are obviously in panic mode. There's, they, they, it's, it's, this is a do or die game for them tonight. If they if they don't win tonight, yeah, we might be breaking. Yeah, we might be breaking out the all black again for them soon. Uh, but I, I want to ask y'all this: Who deserves more credit between Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat organization? That organization elite man. They hold everybody accountable, and I just feel like Jimmy Butler was a perfect fit there. Yeah. And also, the love, I gotta give you and Tay an apology. I did not expect Jimmy Butler to another court apology. <laughs> man, it's been a it's been a tough <laughs> week, fam. I'm not gonna hold you. Because Delon was talking about them beating the books. I said, yeah, they probably can, but it's going to be in six. I wasn't expecting them to win that handily. And I did not think that a team full of young Caucasian sharpshooters would be getting <laughs> like this. I, 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 I did not see this coming. Like, when he went to Miami, I was like, fam, they going to be an AFC. I was not expecting them to be this good. But it just goes to show you, and that's why I got to give my flowers to exposure. Because everybody used to, you know, everybody's talked down on, oh, he only winning because of LeBron. He has been extremely consistent his entire career as a coach. And he don't fold. And them zones and them defensive schemes don't never miss. And now that he finally got a star player that will listen to him and will play and is a team first player, he don't care about no stats. 
stats. He don't care about no numbers, none of that. Everybody on the team pitching in 13, 14 points. Everybody holding to their defensive assignments. Ain't nobody folding under pressure. Nobody stepping up when they need to. That's a great team. I want to take this moment to give the credit to the Miami Heat's organization. Not just so much to take away from Jimmy Butler because he's done a phenomenal job. He's been a very, very, very good leader within the Heat. Uh, but the Miami Heat, they look dead in the water with the, all those bloated contracts they had before getting Jimmy Butler. They, their contract situation was so bad, they didn't think they would be able to sign Jimmy Butler when he said he wanted to come to the Heat. It was like, how are they going to sign him? He just, they, don't, they don't have any money. The Miami Heat did an overhaul getting those contracts off the books, like getting uh, – I forgot who they sent to the Trailblazers. What was that guy's name? Josh Richardson. Not Josh Richardson. Yeah, they got rid of Josh Richardson. They did do that. They also got was rid of – Hassan Whiteside? Hassan Whiteside, they got rid of Hassan Whiteside, got rid of his giant contract. Oh, somebody else, somebody uh, else. It's, it's somebody else. I'm, I'm, I'm Tyler brought, Johnson, I think they, or did they drop, or did they send to Phoenix? Again? I get it, send Tyler Johnson to Phoenix. That's yeah. what they did. Right in right, in there right, Cam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Brooklyn Nets legend now. So, they did, they did all these unflawed and these bad contracts. They hit on the Tyler Hero pick. They hit on the Bam Adebayo pick. They developed Andabayo into a all NBA defender. Tyler Hero isn't afraid of anything. They've getting great production from Drogic. They hit, they hit on the trade with getting rid of Justin Winslow to bring in Jay Crowder, who's been another yeah. very king defender, scoring, making the right don't, plays, don't, passing. You don't. Uh, Duncan Robinson, a guy they found, they pretty much found out of nowhere, coming in, hitting threes at a high. Okay, a soldier king, elite sniper. To be a championship-winning team, you got to hit on the margins. You can't just sign stars, as you see with the Clippers. You got to make sure your player development. So the guys who are young, you make sure you're making, you're putting them in a position where, when the time comes, they can shine and step up for you. Like for instance, like Zubak on the Clippers, he should have been playing big minutes all year. So then when he got big minutes, man too. Then when he got in the playoffs, Zubak didn't really know what to do with those big minutes. But Tyler Hero's been getting those minutes all year, so he hasn't been afraid to step up in that role all year. He's been in them situations all year. Uh, but uh, it's a championship level team. You got to be hit on your margins, whether it be the undrafted players you pick up in, um, and um, Duncan Robinson, whether it's the um, lottery picks you get, you make sure you capitalize on them. If you get the right guys for your team and you develop those guys, whether it's uh, the coach you put on the sideline, the Spo, who's been brilliant. I honestly, I think coach, I think Spo is probably the best coach in the league right now. I think he is the best coach. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. And when you have this combination, and then also the culture that you instill, because the, the culture that Jimmy Butler, the um, attitude he has, they said they brought he brought to the Heat, the Heat that already existed in the Heat. Those guys already moved like that. They were already a, he just added on to. They were already a hardworking yeah. group. That's why he fell in love with them, and he wanted to join. He's like, you know, I love it here. Like this is the culture I want to be a part of, and he just only amplified it more with his hard work and dedication. This team is truly beautiful if they make it to the finals that is an amazing story i'm happy for all of them and Ooh. i can't it's, it's so i picked the celtics in the series i picked celtics in seven yeah same um, that, 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 that could still happen very well depending on what happens tonight but i can't it's so crazy i bet against them against the books i bet against them against the celtics and if they get to the finals i play against the lakers i've already said i think the lakers gonna win it all but it's so i don't in good faith i don't know if i can bet against the heat again like it's just I'm going to try. I'm going to try to bet against them. I think it's going to be the Lakers. Well, and my, my whole thing is, like, I want to give – like, I'm I'm in agreement with you, Jordan and Core. I'm in agreement with you guys that 
uh, it's mo- mo- more the Miami Heat organization, but I just don't want to take anything at all away from Jimmy Butler. You know, no. Jimmy Butler has been in a lot of precarious and just honestly bad situations. Honestly, if we talk about it, and uh, he's finally just found a place where he can be himself, and it's not too much for anybody else. Yeah. So, got to give a shout out to the Heat organization, but. I mean, if you watch how Jimmy Butler has played on both ends of the floor in this entire playoff stretch, like, it's, it's been really insane. Like, hitting clutch buckets and finding the open man, trusting his teammates to make to make shots. Like, it's, it's been amazing to watch Jimmy Butler do what he does. And to almost play at a level, we Jimmy Butler is playing at the level that we expected Kawhi. Well, I mean, not saying that Kawhi played bad because Kawhi didn't play horrible. But, I mean, he just didn't. Uh, he just didn't. Jimmy Butler is making those plays. And he's making those uh, he's making those shots that got to be made and getting those stops that have to be made. Whereas Kawhi could kind of shy away from it. He let PG take some big shots. You know, he let Lou Will take Lou Will take some big shots. So like, but whereas with Jimmy Butler, he's like, his give teammates. Me, give me, Tristan, Tristan teammates. But Jimmy Butler is like, give me the ball, get out the way. Or if you taking a shot, you gonna take the shot. Like it's 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 almost like it's Jordan S, as they can say on uh, undisputed. It's Jordan S. Butler has been deferring, though, because it was like that one game where he deferred to Duncan Robinson and gave him that corner three, and that's what gave him the um, – or was that Tyler Hero? I forgot which one it was. And it was like it was, it was Tyler Hero. And that brought the game within reach, so it gave him a chance to hit a three later on. Like, speaking on, like, Kawhi and his situation, like, I feel like Kawhi played um, – pretty much played as hard as he possibly could. Yeah, he kind of deferred to, yeah. like, PG and Lou at times, but that's because, you know – like it's like that one game where he was like scoring up a storm, and it was like, well, I need somebody else to do something because you got to have somebody do something in a court. Yeah, somebody yeah. got to pick it up. But the thing, the beautiful thing with like um, Butler is he could take nights off on the offensive end, like scoring wise. Like Drogic, yeah. Drogic is averaging more points and assists than Jimmy Butler. Torchy, oh, he is killing guys, and uh, you look uh, at what he's doing. It. Uh, Butler isn't even like the best defender on the team with Bomb being the best defender. And with J- I've seen Jay Crowder pick up the, the hardest assignments a couple of times on the perimeter. Like he was guarding Chris Milton a good bit in that last series. Like Jimmy Butler, they allowed Jimmy Butler to basically by letting those other guys guard the best guys and then by letting uh, like Dragic carry some of the offense all game long. It give it saves Jimmy Butler's energy, so when the fourth quarter comes, he could just take over completely. Uh, that's oh, but like I said, yeah. that speaks to the roster construction. That speaks to how hard the other guys who play and how good the other guys on that roster and team are. Yeah, man, I man, I can't I can't say enough good things about the uh, Miami Heat. Hey man, Miami's- Paul George Max Poster, who says no? <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, hey, I got you. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what kind of trade value Paul George has right now. And all honesty, like I don't Damn. know who he could get for us. Like somebody said, Paul George for Ben Simmons trade. I don't know if the Sixers go for it. Like that's, that's saying a lot right now. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I mean the I thing is, I can, I kind of don't want Paul gone though, because he cause the thing is like he was really good in that Nuggets series. No, he was. I wouldn't. No, no, no. Game. I don't. I definitely don't see Paul. I think Paul George has his struggles. But I just think he's a number two. Like he's just not. He's just not a number one. Yeah, and, that's fine. I mean, he just, he has his struggles. He uh. And but I was say I was about to say uh, just on a good night good. he can be a number one. But you can go ahead, Jordan. I was say he was yeah. pretty good in that Denver series. Like you said, he had a bad game seven. I mean, even Kawhi had a bad game seven. So I can't even be mad at him about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, like some people are. 
But yeah, speaking of those two, they're um they're younger the younger version of themselves and Brown and Tatum are having some growing pains, as we can see. I just think the with the way that the, the Heat team is clicking on all cylinders from the bench to the starting lineup, they just the Celtics don't have enough. They just don't have enough to compete with them guys. Also, I'm gonna say this, and I look at the Celtics, I look at the Clippers. Sometimes you have too many cooks. Sometimes you got too many players is used to take a certain amount of shots, and so when the game gets to a certain point, everybody looking at each other like, "Oh, you got it." I, I thought it was me. Nah. Oh, you okay? You you gonna say that? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you gonna take that shot? Oh, okay, cool. You got it. Like, and that I think that's kind of what the problem between everybody. You know, Jason Tatum running around like he Kobe. I'm gonna tell you, you running around like he Kobe. Yeah, Jason Jason Tatum kind of shot them out of their offense, but even yeah. worse, but usually it's not even him. Usually it's Smart, and that's why I think that's why like Smart got into it with it because they say he said yeah. something like, "Y'all ain't gonna blame everything on me." Every time something going wrong, but that nigga, the thing is, when things are going wrong, Smart do be jacking that. He like he don't be looking left or right. He be jacking them threes, boy. He be cranking them bad. But at the same time, if you hit six threes in the fourth quarter, you kind of earned it right to be like, "Hey, I saved y'all. I saved y'all." Don't mean do it again, like. Yeah, it's, okay, it's, it's a make. Miss. It's a make or miss league, man. And he, and he miss a lot. Yeah, he's talk, talk to him. <laughs> but right, miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Sometimes you miss one hundred percent of your shots. It's <laughs> hey man, pray for the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum, aka Pale Paul Pierce. We rocking with y'all. Pale Paul Pierce. Pale Paul Pierce. I want a prediction to come right, so I'm a, I'm, I'm still rooting for the Celtics, but the Heat, man, them boys. I'm not. Them, hey, hey, I'm not. They were talking a little too spicy for my likings about the Clippers fan. You know I what? Let that go. You, now, you Laker fans hating. I understand that. We asked y'all for the smoke. We ain't never said nothing about Boston. We let y'all cook. Y'all are racist. Brandon was clowning us for the He was. It, I was so confused. I want to let y'all know. Y'all fold. If y'all fold, we going to see y'all niggas bleed green because we couldn't, y'all. I'm coming for you next. I'm letting you know. I'm real. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, though. The uh, my, I'm in a group chat with a bunch of Celtics fans. God bless them. They they were very encouraged. And they told me they, gave, they extended their papers. It's like, John, come on. We've been asking for like two years now. Come a Celtics fan. I, I almost bit. I almost bit on it. I got so close to telling niggas in the chat. They was, was you had a weak Boston? moment. I was you a weak moment. You were Boston, bro? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm about to throw the white robe on. They were, I was so close. During this time of racial chaos? I was so close. I was so close to getting that group chat after the game two loss and telling them, damn, this is what y'all wanted me to leave the Clippers for? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was so close. I said, nah, they're in the bad, they in a very bad space. I'm gonna leave them alone. Hey, them niggas might kick me out for real. But it's also funny because half the group chat is like Celtics fan, the other half is like Heat fans. So it's like half the chat was like celebrating the win, Ooh. and the other half is just like, just like, God damn, yes. I hate my support. <laughs> but we got nah, one. Bro. They were talking a little too spicy for me. No, I feel that. I feel that. I screenshot that exact the exact part that you're talking about too. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see. So moving on to the last topic, last topic of the day. Uh guys, I want to talk to you guys about who is an artist that you try to convince your friends to listen to, but they just would not they would not do it. Like they, they never they didn't get it or they just never would try it. Who's a who's the artist you advocated for? Death groups. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yeah. Gifts, 100%. And I'm not going to give up. Y'all going to like one of these albums. 
I, one of these days, y'all gonna like one of yeah. these albums. I like the album. <laughs> like, 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 no. I like the. I not like. I not like. I listened to the album that like you rant and raved about, and I just like their most notorious album. And like, no. No, I just, I just, I couldn't get one it. Day, I didn't get it. One, one day, walk, you go get it. Now, now, I got y'all with JPEG Mafia. Y'all rock with JPEG Mafia. You one step closer, just one step closer. You are I, almost there. I, if you take, if you take out, if you take out that hip hop element from that, I just, it just completely loses me. Delon, what about you? Um, so there's a few that eventually worked out. Um, Chance the Rapper after he dropped. Uh, his very first mixtape, uh, Ten Day, um, Billy Eilish before Billy Eilish had big. So those got big. And I think with most people, I've ended up yeah. gaining the trust of, hey, listen to this random woman artist that you would have never listened to. That's facts. That's facts. Um, but man, when I tell you the early roads of Doja Cat, that, oh, was, that, was, tough. that was a tough sell. It was a tough sell because she had like moves. I like go down though. And man, are you telling me the girl that makes a song about the, the cow is a? Yeah, she gonna be she gonna be big. Now the the one that goes move, I was like, yeah, she's gonna be. That was a tough like year until she finally dropped actual music. Yeah. Well, let's see. Artist for me, uh, Mac Miller was like the first hardest like I ever like pushed hard. But granted, the only person I was like forcing him onto was Mero. Mary's like, nah, I ain't listening to him. Y'all, y'all know why Mary didn't want to listen to him. Uh, Mary listened to him. And I was like, nah. It, it is facts. It's facts. <laughs> and I was like, nah, listen to him. He's like, nah. And it wasn't until like years later he finally went to like watch movies and sound out. He was like, bro, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of told you. Uh, Anderson Pack is another one. Uh, niggas just did not be going for him. Maybe trying to turn him into a pack. I don't understand. No, I don't know. No, it, it wasn't it. Like, you used to legit how to force you to listen to Anderson Pack. No! We just don't feel like listening to him right now. No, but I was like, when he, when he, because it was like when he first started like really popping, I would send updates about his music to the chat. I wouldn't even tell y'all to listen. I'd be like, I was like, damn, you got to listen to this. Because one thing I know about this, anytime you try to tell anybody in that group chat, this nigga's the truth. He's very, very good. They are going to go in with those high expectations and they're going to say, he ain't as good as Jordan Ooh. made it sing. So I don't ever do that. But I was like Facts. sending stuff to the group chat and niggas started telling me, stop sending this stuff, stop sending his music in here. He ain't good. I'm like, relax. <laughs> I remember when I remember when Yes Lord dropped and you was like, this the best album. I was like, I listen, I said, bro, this ain't nowhere close to being better than Malibu. And as a pack fans, don't kill me. I really like Malibu and I don't like Yes Lord. You know it's crazy? Most Sorry. most Anderson Pack fans enjoy Yes Lord more than Malibu. That's crazy. The Malibu. Yeah. yeah. Uh and then the other one's probably blue. I've talked about blue ever since I was probably like in middle school. And I don't think anybody I know has actually tried to listen to him. I think that's the funniest thing ever. Like I've talked about him so much and nobody's even been a tad bit curious of how good or how bad he might be. That I don't cause like I've talked about him to Mero, I've talked about him to so many people, and I've described him as like the West Coast J. Cole. That's never it's never been enough to make anybody else listen to him. Hey man, you call him the West Coast. You call him the West Coast J Cole. That was enough. Hey, I don't say enough. <laughs> he's, he's a better rapper though. I said, I said, I used to say that in a space where people thought very highly of J Cole's rapping ability, including myself. But um, I make fun of Jordan for always plugging the blue albums. <laughs> no, it, it's so like, funny. It like anytime, anytime, <laughs> like he go. Y'all have heard Blue X Time? <laughs> It's so funny because, like I said, just sitting here <laughs> thinking about it, I don't think as much as I've talked about him, I don't think anybody's ever bothered to actually listen to him. I think that's I've listened. I've listened. It's been like 
That that was my vet era phase. I just haven't listened to him like eight years. That's when I was like really heavy on Child Rebel Soldier, blah blah blah, all uh, that kind of. Asheroth. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, don't do that. Asheroth got nice. That boy said the girl listen to Asheroth. No, man, hey, listen. No, nah, I, I, I can refer you to some 2014 Asheroth and some heat. That boy just turned into Where a. Where is he? I love that boy. Turned to White Lupe Fiasco. But Jordan, I figured out that the best way to force music upon people is to just go in a PlayStation party and just have like the known music playing and just slip something in. Yeah. That's all it. What's that? Oh, that's Flow Millie. Don't worry about it. Cool. What is wait? What's going on in your room? <laughs> this is Flow Millie. Oh, this, oh, this is my candle. Sorry about this. Sorry about there it is. Is this cool? What candle's gonna be? Oh wait. Is it time for the mandula? <laughs> <laughs> is that alert? Yeah, Cord, please show, show me your candle because that did not look her. And candle. welcome to Cord's candles. This is my. Oh yeah, I got a candle holder. Oh, okay. Is Wait, what's it? What's you just sit there for? with that thing flashing all day. Yeah, but this is Paulo Santo and Patchouli this week. <laughs> Wait, Cord, bring that back, please. Bring that back for a second. It got his, it got his name on bring it. That... Okay. All right. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> it has his name on it and it has clippers. I almost on it. dropped it. Yeah, they see that. What, 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 what do either of those things smell like, Core? They love things. It smells like I don't even know. It just smells good because I have no clue what Palo Santo is. I, I lost. I think I think Batul is some type of herb. I think I could be wrong. I lost faith that anything that you say smells good smells good. It, it really smells. It really smells good. Oh. That boy Corey be, be hailing them cars. We got Patron and Firewood Fire. <laughs> hey, that might be fire. It might be fire. That shit's explosive. That's what it is. <laughs> Patron and Firewood ever clean, Fire. Ever clean redwood? No. That sound. That just sounds like that. That smells like smoke. That's what it smells like. Uh, that's facts. But that's all I got, fellas. You guys have any closing thoughts before we uh Boston better win tonight. Get the road. Yeah, they better. Oh, it's gonna be some, it's gonna be some jokes getting thrown around. <laughs> they better win. Yeah, one of us. One, one of us. Of us. <laughs> I can't I can't wait. Y'all gonna be miserable with us. Um, closing thought, Grant, stop telling me the streams of thought three is dropping every Friday. It's never dropping. <laughs> no, he has done that. Hey. Every Wednesday, Wait, it's all three dropping. The what album? Armani Caesar. I haven't listened I'm to it yet. A... I listen to yeah, it. I listen to it. I listen to it. I listen to it. What do you think? Ah, I don't know what that means. I mean, it, it's all right. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's uh, West Side okay, Gun okay. ruins it. He comes in, and does his ugly scene, but it's so awful in this album for some reason. Um, she really Ooh. didn't wow me. It's just some very solid rapping. Okay. Uh, I guess the only the only closing thought is something I've been thinking about for a while since we've had time to kind of internalize the Clippers is this is the first time of Kawhi's career that we've seen him have expectations and it's the first time we've seen him I mean and the first time he had him he kind of you know flopped but I won't say that he flopped but I mean the superstar is going to take all the flack just like he would get all the credit mm. if they had one so you know First time having expectations didn't really work out. Does he come behind this with the uh, Herculean performance next season, or does all he come behind do. it? Yeah, all or the does he come behind it and be be that guy like CP3? Well, is is oh 
I'll, like I said, we won't get too far into it because you know it's the end of the show. But I'll say this much is that Kawhi, I believe in you, Kawhi. Kawhi had to spend a lot of time last offseason with a gimpy leg. This year, I'm um, hopefully he's he feels fine, so he's gonna spend an entire offseason with a healthy leg, actually getting there to work out. I think he said he didn't get to work out at all that summer, like at all. So yeah. he had to, he had to work and get in the shape in the season, and then you know season ended and everything. So. I think he will see maybe an even better Kawhi. He's added something mm-hmm. to his game every single season, whether it be his passing or his shooting or his just just something has got. He's improved in some way. I figure like he's going to add another layer to his game. Same thing with like Paul George, who missed all of the summer because of his shoulder surgeries, and then he had like two hamstring injuries yeah. in the middle of the season. Uh, he's going to have an entire summer with his shoulders intact, and he's going to have an entire. Um, he's going to be completely healthy for the first time in a while. I feel like we'll see a better PG, a better Kawhi Leonard next season. But like I said, what's going to make or break them mm. is coaching and who else is around them. And I'm not confident in either one of those things. So you know, it it might not. Also, happen. I need I need mid range and Skyhook Zubak back. I need more shots. I need Zubak taking shots. Three. I need Zubak taking threes. Are you threes? That's what I need. Because I, I think he, he used to shoot him a little bit on the lake. Because I remember that. He used, he used to shoot a little bit on Lakers. I think it's like every blue moon he would take yeah. one. But he said that like he's been working on it, and like he like the Clippers sent trainers to his country, like they were in his country with him this past summer, and they took a goal and everything over there, and they was working with his three point mm-hmm. shot, and like there was like there was like uh, videos of him like just shooting threes all day. He said, "Yeah, I've been working all summer on my three point shot," and. Um, and Doc Rivers said he's been working on it. He said he likes it, but he said he don't want Zoo taking those shots yet. So maybe next year he gets the green light to actually ah, start damn. shooting them. And he starts. He finally starts to evolve. I can't wait. He finally finishes his evolution into Marcus All. <laughs> facts. Two wishers five. That's, that's Lopez, my, Marcus All. That's my um hope for him. Look at your elders. But uh, you know, he's. I don't think he's um. I don't think he's fluid enough he to become. Brooke Lopez. Ooh, Lopez moves really well for a seven footer. I don't think we give him enough credit for that. Hey, he got that clip on me. He got even, that clip. But even then, when like he pump fakes and then drives, like he he does it so he does it so well for somebody this height. But that's 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 all I got, guys. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Pop of the Man podcast. See you next week for another episode of your favorite podcast. <laughs>